Blog Talk Radio. Yeah. It's Mr. Encore. Fantasy Sports and Politics Crew. Yeah. Check. Fantasy Sports and Politics. Ain't no other talk show hot as this. Cover every sport and we get it all right. Log on the site, you can listen tonight. Talk about the game, who in first place. You can even call up, state your own case. Football, b-ball, soccer too. Log on, ain't nobody stopping you. It's Fantasy Sports and Politics Crew. Yeah, yeah. Come on. Fantasy Sports and Politics Crew. Yeah. Fantasy Sports and Politics Crew. Fantasy Sports and Politics Crew. Yeah, lock on. Peace. Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to that great hour on a Thursday night. I am JTA, K.A. the Master. And this is the FSP Crew Show. The number to call in is 347-637-3220. I'll say that again. 347-637-3220 is the place to be. If you want to talk to JT, and quite naturally, that would be me. we got a good show in store for you today. We're talking the NBA. The Young Bucks are on the clock. We had in, in uh, the late part of April with the showcase for the college NFL NFL college players coming out and uh, um, the meat market for the NFL with the NFL draft, which is seven rounds. And now the 22nd of June, 2017 is the date as we speak right now, what's going on. The NBA draft where guys that, play at least one year in the NBA, come out or or drafted. This is only a two-round draft. It's going to be from here until probably the witching hour, midnight. It's always been taking place. It started about 7.30, give or take, 7.30, 7.45, around there. And uh, it's – Going on is planned, let me put it that way, from what I'm seeing. For those who don't know, uh, the number one pick that was the um, Philadelphia 76ers who swapped places with the Boston Celtics. Boston Celtics had the first pick. The 76ers had the third pick. They they swapped positions. And the uh, Sixers picked first. And this is... It wasn't, it wasn't any kind of mystery who they were going to take. They were going to take a point guard from the University of Washington, um, Markel Fultz, um, uh, to, to add to uh, the other pieces that they have, like uh, Ben Simmons and uh, um, Mr. Abib. Now, Ben Simmons, quite naturally, you know, hadn't played uh, last year uh, because of his injury, and Abib – only played 31 games, but this is a nice nucleus of uh, um, uh, a threesome to help build your team around. Uh, I got a caller coming in here. I think I know who this is, um, but I'll bring him in. Caller from the 785. Welcome to the FSP Krug Show. State your name and let me know what you have to say. Bada bing, bada boom. It's the realest G in the room. How you doing? It's me, it's me, it's Mr. FSP. Doing what I do, doing for you all day, every day. I'm back in the USA, so what you got to say? Oh, boy. Oh, my God. I got to get used to that 785, man. I'm like, where the heck is that from? I should have known. <laughs> I should have known. I'm like, 785, hello, hello. What's hey, up, my man? You. What's up, uh, my man? Welcome I'm, back. Welcome yeah, like back. Carter. Welcome yes. back like Carter. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Or like Ernie Murphy coming to America. <laughs> uh, <laughs> listen, listen. I yes, don't sir. have TV access just yet, so I don't know what's going on. I know the draft was happening today or something like that. 
Yes, the NBA draft. The first three picks have been picked. The uh, first four picks have been picked already. Okay. Um, so, before you say anything else, mm-hmm. where did LeVar Ball go? Did he go in the top four? Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Okay. He went, did he went Celtics... to it. His... Don't spoil it for me. Did okay. the Celtics make that trade to move up in order to get LeVar Ball? LeVar Ball's. Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. No. They got five. Excuse me? Did they get Fox? Did Fox, did Fox no. go ahead of, of Ball? Did, 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 did who get Fox? No, no. Did Fox go ahead of Ball? No. Okay. No. Did Fox get picked yet? No. Ooh. The reason why no. I asked is because on my way over here, I was reading an article on ESPN or one of the uh, – the magazines, and Fox's father said he didn't care what LeVar had to say because all you have to do is look at what his boy did to Lonzo. He baked him twice, and if LeVar yep. had something to say, all he had to do was go to the tape. Yep. So yep. he felt that his boy was going to go ahead of uh, of ball. Um, so well, did Ball end up going to the Lakers? Not the Lakers. Yes, he did. The Lakers dropped up. Yes, he, he did. did. Yes, he did. Oh my God, Lavar Ball! I can imagine Lavar Ball's mouth right now. I can imagine it right now. Oh, he was Man. saying, "I told you so. I told you so." Been, been planning this for eighteen, nineteen years at whatever age that uh, uh, Lonzo Ball is. So mm-hmm. he already had. He already had his big, uh, his triple B hat. In Laker colors on at the draft. Of course, of course he did. Now mm-hmm. he wasn't humble when when Zoe got picked. Was he humble? Uh, no, that's not his mo. You know he's not going to be humble. He, he's loud and proud. That's exactly how he is. So what, 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 um, what did Alonzo do though? I know they had to interview him. Alonzo was was as Alonzo as normally is. Uh, low key, laid back, and pretty um, projecting as a pretty level-headed kid. Now behind closed doors, that may be different, but in front of the camera, low key, humble, and, and uh, um, that's how he was portrayed. Um, we also yeah. have on, on women. Don't hog the show up completely. I know you're excited well, to I'm be back, in, you know it, back in the U, back in the USA, but uh, I, I wanted to bring in my other co-host. Because he's been sitting here patiently waiting for you to, to kind of like take take a breath or two. Um, what's up, Jeff? You know what? Hey, Jerry. Hey, Vic. How you doing? Uh, I'm on the road, uh, the the lovely roads of North Jersey, and I'm enjoying <laughs> listening to the two of you. And uh, you've been bringing me up to speed on the NBA draft, and uh, hopefully, uh, I pick eight. Uh, my favorite team, the Knicks, will get somebody good. Uh, hope for the best. Well, let me, let me let me let me tell you what's been going on. I'm going to give you the first five picks because the first five picks are in. At number one, with the trade that the Boston Celtics and the um, uh, Philadelphia 76ers made, swapping one and three spots in the, in, the, in the first round, uh, the uh, 76ers have selected Markel Fultz. A uh, point guard out of Washington. Uh, number two to the Lakers went Lonzo Ball. Number three to the Celtics, a big-time scorer from Duke, Jason Tatum. Uh, number four, another good, very good scorer out of Kansas, Josh Jackson went to the um, Phoenix Suns. Uh, the Sacramento Kings picked the, and- the Aaron uh, Fox. He went to the Sacramento Kings, and uh, number six is on the clock. That's where we're at right now. So Any Fox, comments? Yeah. You know, I'll tell you, De'Aaron Fox might be a bargain, and, you know, if he gets out, he could put some butts in the seats in Sacramento. You know, he looks like an exciting player, but, you know, it, it's the NBA draft has become, uh, I think, a lot harder for these scouts and GMs to predict. You know, so many of the top guys are uh, one and done. And I think probably that's what most of the guys uh, taken would be uh, considered. What's your thoughts, Victor? 
Now you can talk again. I mean, whatever. I agree <laughs> with what Jeff just said. Um, now, Fox is one of those kids. He has talent, but his body is not going to uh, stand up to the test of time. It, no, uh, let me change that because, you know, um, Allen Iverson had a very similar body coming out of Georgetown. Mm-hmm. He bulked up a bit, and he played during a time when it was more physical. Yep. The thing is, he had a rebounder. He had two rebounders and a, and a shot blocker on his team to help him. Yeah, he was going to run around and score and da 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 but he had uh, Dikembe. He had uh, – no, not Dikembe. Dikembe wasn't there. It was somebody else blocking shots for uh, the 76ers back in the day. Manu. He, had, he was playing with Manu, I think, for a while. Bill Out, who was, who was it, uh, Jeff? Manu Ball. Did he play uh, uh, with Manu Ball? I know he was on the Sixers for a while. I think it, was, no, no, it no, might no, have been no, the same no. time as uh, Iverson. I know he had a big center during the championships that could just block shots. I thought it that, was Dikembe. Yeah, it was Dikembe. Yeah, definitely. I, I'm, I am 99% sure Dikembe and Iverson did play together. Okay. So it's him, and then you had that small forward or, or power forward who was just grabbing rebounds. But in Sacramento, you don't have that because Boogie Cousins is gone. You got uh, Buddy Key, uh, who is very good at, at being a shooter, but he's not a rebounder. He plays good defense, though. Um, but Buddy, you know, this would be Buddy's, what, second year out of, out of college? Uh, so what I'm saying is Fox is, like you said, just a very good player, but because he's on a team now that's missing a lot in the big boy department, it's going to be tough for him to shine and put Sacramento back on the map, especially in the very, very super uber tough uh, Western Conference. Um, wow. The reason why I'm asking about Fox is because, like I said, his father had recently made comments about his son being better than Ball. And, uh, you know, honestly, Honestly, looking at the games that the two played, where they went man to man, Fox got him twice. He did, but uh, Fox is a point shooting guard, whereas Ball is a point guard. So I don't know if yeah. you understand the difference. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not going to hold the show. I'll let you explain that, Jerry, because it's your show. But it's two different type of, of, of players. Yeah, well, yeah, one's one uh, point guard quite naturally uh, is looking looking to get a shot, but for the most part he's looking to run the offense and make sure that uh, uh, guys get their shots in the spots where they're most effective. Uh, the shooting guard is exactly what you call him. He's supposed to be instant offense. He's supposed to be the guy um, that the point guard gets the ball to uh, to get the points that the team needs. Um, and then the point guard, if he feels that he's uh, – um, able to get his points, um, he, he, he's supposed to be a um, distributor and runs the offense and be the, second, be the coach on the court um, of the team. And uh, the, the shooting guard is quite naturally, um, quite naturally exactly what he is. He's a shooting guard. He's, he's supposed to put the points in the basket. Um, so right now the uh, – the last pick was the fifth pick. Um, the uh, Orlando Magic, Magic um, are on the clock. And speaking, how apropos is this? The Orlando Magic pulled off a trade. Um, um, I think it was Orlando Magic. No, it wasn't Orlando Magic. It was um, – but, but let me put it this way. The guy who used to be at Orlando Magic used to be with the Atlanta um, Hawks used to be with the um, um, Houston Rockets. Uh, Are you telling me he got traded again? Who? Yes. The White House. <laughs> yes, he did get traded so cool. again. And, and, and I'm trying to think who we got traded to. Oh, my God. I can't believe I can't remember who we got traded to. Um, Jeff, you have an, you have an you idea know, who I, we... I heard about it earlier. It was... Uh, they're giving up. I don't know if it's their pick, the 27th pick in the draft, which is the end of the first round. It's, it's uh, um, 
you know, I, I when I heard what they gave up to get Dwight, I thought it was a good deal. I mean, with all due respect, Dwight isn't a champion, but he's not a bum either. You know, if, if you know his back is okay, he could be a very good player. So uh, I this, thought it was this, a good good trade. This this is the trade. Two days ago, it was cons- consummated. The Atlanta Hawks trade Dwight Howard to the Charlotte Hornets. That's it. And and, oh, and for the thirty first pick in the NBA draft. For, okay. Let me put it, no no no. Let me let me put it. Hold on, hold on, Victor. I'll give it to you exactly how it, how it is. The Hawks sent Howard and the number thirty one overall pick in tonight's draft for center Miles Plumley, shooting guard Marco Bellinelli, and the forty first pick tonight. So really, um, I mean, for for Miles Plumley, Plumley and Marco Bellinelli, and the forty first pick, uh, and the Hawks get the thirty first pick in Howard. I mean, they give up the thirty first pick in Howard. Ooh, ooh, wow! What's your thoughts on that? Who, me or Jeff? You. I'm sorry. Um, listen. Uh, the White has not been um, serviceable as a shot blocker um, and an offensive player in quite some time. I mean, last year he did pretty well, but for the money he was getting paid um, and the the expectations, he shouldn't have been coming off the bench, but he was. Um, he's getting up there in age. So Charlotte's getting – they already have um, a, a pretty good young center. Um, Diambo went to Toronto, but there's another guy um, that's there uh, in Charlotte. But I can look at it from two different sides. Kimball Walker – and uh, and Howard could make a pretty good team, uh, a twosome. But who's their three? Who's their third person? Um, and Michael Jordan has history of doing this. When he came to the Wizards, he traded away Rasheed Wallace. He traded away Rip Hamilton. He traded away the first, uh, um, and he traded him away to get the first pick to draft uh, face Brown. And I can't remember his first name. You know, and in that draft, we could have got um, Shane Battier. We could have got Dwayne Wade. We could have got several other players. So as a businessman in the art of basketball and being a GM, Michael Jordan has not been that great at picking players. I would say the exception being Kimball Walker. Um, so pairing him with Kimba, uh, Dwight Howard with Kimba, is okay. But who's your who's your third score slash defensive player? Um, the White will get you some balls because he'll box out and stuff like that. But he's not going to block his shots anymore. Be, uh, you know, being the defensive player of the year, he's not that star force they need. Um, they need to, to find uh, a defensive slash uh, pretty good score in the power forward position. That's my opinion. I don't know what Jess thinks, though. Well, and I just saw it, and I'm, 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 I'm I, 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 I want to get you guys' reaction on there because, oh, there it is, the um, Minnesota Timberwolves and the Chicago Bulls have consummated a trade. Uh, Bulls received Zach Levine and a two, and a, and a number seven pick in the 2017 uh, 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 draft. The number seventh pick, the Timberwolves received, get this, Jimmy Butler and the 2017 16th pick. So Jimmy Butler is also going to the Minnesota Timberwolves. And the um, Jonathan Fox um, uh, was just, um, well, that was a proposed trade. So I. I, I'm not sure if it's been consummated yet, but it, it's a proposed trade, and I think it's going to go through. 
Uh, I think the NBA has to improve it. And then uh, Jonathan Fox was just um, drafted to the um, Minnesota Timberwolves, if I'm not mistaken. Not no, Jonathan Isaac was uh, just drafted to the um, Orlando Magic. I'm sorry. Orlando Magic just drafted Jonathan Isaac. 6'10", 210. And you're talking about um, the Aaron Fox being slight? Uh, six, 6'10", 2'10". It's supposed to be a small forward, and, he, and he's, he's got to bulk up. Um, you got two guys back-to-back that um, look like they uh, should still be playing in college, let me put it that way. If you looked at De'Aaron Fox, he looked like he was 15, 16 years old. Very slight build just like you, you mentioned, Victor, and extremely baby face. Uh, oh, my God. He looked like he, he, he's going to be looking like a infant in, 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 on the court uh, uh, around men. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Um, well, think about this. Let's, let's, let's examine that trade. Yeah. Um, Jimmy Butler goes back to his head coach. Yep. Think about that. He goes back yes, to the coach. So he knows what to expect from his 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 boss. Right? It's not a new system. Yep. It, and it's built around him. Now here's here's the bad part. Zach Levine's a very good player. So actually it's a, a win-win situation because Zach Levine can go to Chicago and do some great things. Now, I didn't hear what Chicago got back other than Zach Levine. Um, but uh, you pair him with uh, Dwayne Wade, who isn't going to retire. He's probably going to play another year or two. Um, you put him in that system where he's going to have to score, even though uh, he already is a scorer, but he's a dunker. Um, it's actually a good trade, in my opinion, depending on what else uh, Chicago gets. But Jimmy Butler, he's going to have to make Minnesota relevant again. You know, because him and Townsend are going to be good. Rubio well, will have somebody to dish the ball to. But, uh, I mean, that's a good fit for him because he, he knows the coach. Okay. Any thoughts, Jeff? Um, you know, uh, I mean, you know, I'm the first to admit I know football a lot better than I know basketball. I know mm-hmm. Butler and Levine are pretty good players. And, you know, because I'm on the road, I'm trying to figure out you know, like what? What was the point of this trade? You know what I'm saying? Like, what? Like sometimes it's very obvious why two teams make a trade. You know, if one team has an extra apple and the other has an extra orange, you know. So I'm trying to figure out what's the, what's the benefit of this trade. Well, well uh, I, I would say it, it's to to uh, to satisfy the the need to let Jimmy go before he becomes a free agent, while getting mm-hmm. some talent back in its place, in his place, and uh, possibly a pick. I mean, it's probably not the best trade, but for, for Chicago, you got to think, Jimmy Butler last year was like, he didn't want to play there. He didn't like the coach. He didn't like the system. So he was ready to go anyway. Get something instead of nothing. Um that would be the only thing I see as being, uh, as you said, Jeff, uh, the reason behind this deal. It might not be the case, but that's what I see. All right. Uh, we got the number seven pick coming in, uh, the, that, and that's part of the trade that uh, Minnesota was able to get the seventh pick. Um, Lori Markanen, uh, Lowry Markanen, whatever the way, way you pronounce it, he's out of Arizona. He's a seven-footer, quite naturally. He, I think he's a power forward slash center. Uh, seven foot, 230. Now, he's got some size to him. He's got a, a – it looks like he's got a decent jumper. Um, is he a inside power forward slash center, or is he a dirt and whiskey type of, type, type of player that plays on the perimeter? Um and uh, we'll see what happens uh, because uh, I guess the NBA still has to uh, um, accept the trade. 
um, go through all the parameters of it and, and in order for it to go through. But for right now, the Minnesota Timberwolves, who picked seventh, have the um, Lori Markanen, uh, like I said, from Arizona, seven foot and uh, uh, 230, and the Knicks are on the clock. So very soon, because it's, I think it's a five-minute clock, um, the Knicks are, are are going to pick, and we'll see if uh, Mr. Porzingis, who picked, who missed his exit interview on purpose, and has been rumored for the last couple of days to be on the uh, Knicks uh, or the fielding uh, draft, uh, excuse me, um, pick. Um, uh, trade offers, uh, but they're apparently uh, asking way too much. And I just heard today or saw today that uh, one of the, a high prospect that's going to be drafted, the Knicks were working him out, and Phil Jackson fell asleep during the workout. And this came from the person that was working out. It didn't come from um, uh, the media. This came from the actual uh, kid that he fell asleep on in the workout. I, I don't know about you, Jeff. I don't know about I don't know about you, Jeff. But um, uh, I made a move from the Jets to the uh, Texans, and I may make another move uh, from the defunct, dysfunctional um, um, uh, organization because I'm tired of BS uh, teams. I want some teams that got some upside to them and not uh, 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 a year after year after year of the same dysfunction with no no progress in sight. Talk to me, Jeff. You know, uh, well, maybe the Zen master was just meditating and it only looked like he was sleeping, you know. And I'll tell you, you know, I kind of got squinty eyes. And one time uh, at work uh, at an old job, this woman accused me of sleeping in a meeting and that room was bright as hell, and I, it, it might have looked like I was, but I wasn't, and I was pissed off at her, you know. Um, but that's, that's an aside. But just so you know, um, on the New York sports radio stations, people have been screaming for the head of, of uh, Phil Jackson. I mean, yep. at this point, he might be even more hated than Isaiah Thomas was. And the only good thing Phil has done is, as uh, president of the Knicks is draft Porzingis. And now, you know, because he's still ticked off that Porzingis blew off his exit interview, he wants to trade him. Based on the trades he's made in the past, I don't want him to trade Porzingis because he traded Amon Shumper and and, and J.R. Smith for nothing. I mean, okay, I know you're not going to get, you know, a Hall of Fame player for those two guys, but come on, you should get something. And then they trade Tyson Chandler for nothing. Um, it's ridiculous. Um, so, you know, believe it or not, I mean, if they could get good compensation for Porzingis, I'd say, hey, all right. But I, I don't trust Phil. And, you know, who knows? I, I I don't trust him. He's on the way out. He might not even care at this point, you know. And, yeah. uh on the topic of hoops, I know I told you last week, Jerry, but I got to tell Vic, on ESPN, they got that three-part 30 for 30 um, about the uh, the Lakers-Celtics rivalry focus on the 80s. And I'll tell you, you got to watch it. It's unreal. And I wish I would have appreciated it more when it was going on, but that was just an amazing rivalry. And they they played in the finals a lot, and those were two real powerhouse teams. So anybody, if you ever get the chance, and ESPN, one thing, if if you miss something, you know they're going to show it again. So they'll show it again. Keep an eye out because it's about uh, a lot of great hall, two great teams, packed with great players, a lot of drama, and uh, you know NBA is a lot different now. But uh, those, those were uh, some great games. Well, the pick is I in. The pick is in, and the Knicks have taken a point guard out of France, Frank <laughs> Tilakina. Um, and this kid is, get this, 18 years old, 6'2", <laughs> 6'1", and about 190. 
talking about no meat on the bones of some of these guys. And this kid is 18 years old. Um, I think he played one year in France. And um, he's coming to the Knicks. I, I, I don't know too much about this kid. Um, and uh, I don't know. I don't know, man. Well, I, I, I don't know too much about this I, kid. Can I start? Because I like the Knicks. Uh, when you say French players to the Knicks, they usually laugh because they think of, uh, I think Frederick Weiss was the name of the, the French uh, center they drafted um, back in the 90s. And the fans, this, and this was before there were a lot of European players in the NBA. There were a few at that point, but not like it is now. So when the fans saw they drafted a French center, everybody, you know, was shrieking. And he never played for the Knicks. I think he played one summer. He didn't look so hot. And uh, Van Gundy wanted nothing to do with him. Um, and possibly the biggest bust in, in uh, Knicks draft history. Uh, but, you know, uh, it, it's it's hard to really know about these European players. I'm not a scout. Um, hey, maybe he'll be the next Tony Parker. You know, I mean, Tony Parker's French. So, uh uh, but I'm just the thing is with Phil, it's like, you know, he he's still stuck with this uh, triangle nonsense, you know, so much so that guys don't want to play for the Knicks. I mean, it's, it would it'd be like a football coach being uh, hung up on the run and shoot or, or or the wishbone or something. I mean, it's it's like a guy, you know, trying to get a date walking around in parachute pants. You know, it's like Phil, you know, drag yourself into the present, man. The '80s are over. Uh, I, I mean, uh, that's why John, Don Shula is a, uh, a great coach because he changed with the times. You know, in the 70s, the Dolphins were ground and pound with Zonka and Kick and Mercury Morris. Yeah, they threw it a little bit with Greasy, but then in the 80s, the rules had changed. They lucked out with Dan Marino in the draft, and Shula's not stupid. Then they, they, they won by passing because – the great coaches are all about winning. They don't care how they do it. They just want to win. They're not married to a stupid system. Vic, you got any thoughts? We, oui, we. Oui. Um, oh, boy. Listen, I, I, I've never heard of the guy. But, you know, one common factor that you keep bringing up, Jerry, these guys are light. So these are developmental guys. They're going to have to put some muscle on them between now and the start of the season before they become – any uh, viable part of of organization unless they have explosive capabilities. Now, when you draft this guy in the first round with your first uh, pick, in the was sixth or seventh, whatever it was. Eighth uh, pick with Knicks. Eighth pick. You tell you're telling Derrick Rose, look, you're you got one year, one year of that contract you just signed to prove that you're worth it. Now, think about this: they're about to lose Melo. Porzingis might be on his way out. Rose is probably going to be gone in a year or two. New York's in a rebuild mode. If Phil is gone, that's fine. Who are you going to get, though? Who are you going to get? And who's willing to take on that, you know, that ownership of that team and 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 stand up and say, look, we we can build this, but you got to let me do it. You can't be fighting Charles Oakley in the stands or, you know, uh, being a cheapskate when it comes to uh, getting the talent. New York's a big city. It's a melting pot of, of opportunity for somebody. You just got to get the right somebody. And with that current ownership, I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, this young kid coming out of France, you know, all you got to do is look at the Olympics. Look at the Olympics. Where did France go? Nowhere. Um, if you really want to know about him, somebody should be uh, interviewing Tony Parker right now. Because Tony Parker is the king in France uh, as far as basketball goes. And I'm quite sure he has some knowledge about the player. Um, the word is Chauncey Billups is going to be in the head office of, of L.A., of, of the Clippers. You know, maybe he scouted this kid. You know, I don't know. I don't know. Um, well, well, Chauncey Billis has been offered supposedly a job of um, um, 
of heading um, or being the GM for the Cleveland Cavaliers, believe it or not. He yeah, hasn't accepted yet. Yeah. But anyway, um, uh, in a nice spot in the NBA draft in the first round, the Dallas Mavericks, and I thought the Knicks would have taken this guy. Coming out of NC State, he's a point guard. Uh, he's explosive. He's strong. He, he, he's being compared to a Steve Francis type of guy. Um, that's very explosive on the offensive side of the ball and can create his own shot. 6'3", 195 pounds, Dennis Smith from NC State. Um, I thought the Knicks would take him. Uh, he would be probably fit best in the uh, New York limelight. They needed a flashy type of a score, but he goes to Dallas Mavericks. Another added piece in that offense. Uh, learn from veteran leadership how to be a pro. Because from, from what I understand, this guy um, likes to take plays off. That doesn't give his full effort all the time. Um, and uh, he's stepping up with the big boys, and the big boys won't um, go for that. Talk to me, Vic. Listen, basketball isn't my thing. We need to have black on the air, uh, really. Um, but if you have a, a scouting report saying this kid is going to take plays off and things like that, why is he getting picked in the top ten? That's that's not well, a good look. Because he's a very explosive and, and a very good offensive player. Um, he's not that bad on defense, but his thing is offense. He's got he's a very uh, very very good offensive player, let me put it that way. And you know what the Dallas Mavericks are all about, for the most part. They have always been about that. Uh, the offense versus the defense. They play defense like other you know other teams do, but their thing is mainly on the offensive side of the ball, and they need more more scores. So this kid what, come in. He is a point guard. Now, he, he's, he's 6'3", 195. So he's a point guard. That's not bad. Um, excuse me. That's not bad. No, no. Jeff, what's what's your thoughts? Yeah, um, you know, I think I heard that the Knicks might have been interested in him. You know, that is, you know, good size for a point guard. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, um, it's just that you know because all these one and dones and the foreign players it, it it's very hard to evaluate a draft but i'll tell you though the the nba draft is a lot meatier than the nfl cuz the nba drafts only two rounds the nfl yep. is seven so yep. it does it does keep you focused uh but i guess you know when i was a kid the nba draft was like eight ten rounds and then they uh shortened it i guess cuz they they had the numbers and must have realized after round two, not that many guys stick around, but uh, I almost wonder if it'd be, you know, maybe another round or two. And, and, and with uh, the Knicks thinking about um, this uh, French point guard and with um, the possibility of Derek Rose coming back uh, next year, maybe they're almost better off having this, um, this, this French rookie join them next year instead of spending a year on the bench behind Rose. But then again, Rose has hurt a lot. So uh, it wouldn't hurt to have the rookie in reserve. But I'll, I'll tell you, I mean, you know, making such a big deal about Porzingis blowing off the exit interview. It's not like he blew off a game or something. And, you know, during the season, uh, Rose disappeared for a while. You know, I mean, they didn't know where he was, I guess, by bringing him back, I guess uh, they kissed and made up. But believe me, I thought, you know, after when, when I don't know if you remember that, I mean, it was a big story locally. That. When Rose sure. disappeared, I said, oh, this guy is done. This is it. This is his last year in New York. He must have had a damn good reason or something, because with today's technology, there's no reason a player should disappear. Yeah. And I'll give you that trade again, Vic. The Bulls and the Tim- Timberwoods proposed trade. Bulls Receive Zach Levine, uh, another guard, Chris Dunn, and the uh, seventh number seven pick in this year's draft. The Timberwolves receive Jimmy Butler and get the number 16th pick from the Bulls. So they swap picks, um, and the um, 
like I said, the Bulls received two guards and the number seventh pick, and the Timberwolves received Jimmy Butler and the number sixteenth pick. So this pick that they they just uh, const- this pick they just p- pulled uh, talks about Laurie McKinnon. Um, uh, oh, oh, um, hold on, I, I got another trade proposal here. I'll, I'll tell you that they uh, may maybe shipping off Laurie McKinnon to the um, Chicago Bulls. Another trade proposed is uh, I just missed it um, between the. Um, Oh God, I just missed it. So I'll, I'll have to defer. I, I'm not defer, but uh, not not talk about it because I just missed it. Anyway, um, another uh, player from Gonzaga goes to the uh, Sacramento Kings, who had uh, two picks in this year, just 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 draft, and Sacramento Kings traded. Uh, with the uh, Portland tra- Trailblazers. So Sacramento uh, supposedly is going to get this, um, uh, 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 move, probably move this pick, which is the 10th pick, uh, Zach Collins, a center from uh, Gonzaga. Another slight guy, um, oh, power forward, whatever, seven foot, 232. Uh, man, I mean, you know, Two years from now, three years from now, I'm going to see how many of these guys that get picked that um, have really no meat on the bones uh, are still playing three to five years from now and are making a a contribution to the team Um, by adding adding weight. Does it take away from the game? By adding muscle, does it take away from the game? Um, you got a seven seven foot guy or seven foot plus guy, two hundred and thirty two pounds. Um, that's going to get pushed around by a lot of guys his size with a lot more meat. Talk to me, Vic. I mean, <laughs> I, I, listen, I'm ready to talk football, but uh, the the way these players are nowadays, I think that. Um, being a slight guy has its advantages because any little call that happens, they're going to get. You know what I mean? But at the same time, I think you have uh, an opportunity to develop them. That's the main thing. People get developed. And hold on one second. Hold on one second, fellas. Y'all, y'all talk. Y'all talk to my son real quick. What are your thoughts, Jeff? Um, you know, hey, uh, you know, do you ever see what uh, Kevin Durant looked like when he was in college? I mean, that guy was yeah. so skinny he had only one side, you know. <laughs> um, but it, it's not just about guys being able to put on weight and still, you know, be able to be as, you know, as quick, as the, you know, athletic as they are without the weight. It's more than that also because guys got to play more physical in the NBA. And, um Going way back, there was a guy when I was a kid was a great college center. But in college, it's not as physical, and you don't have to play as many games. And he uh, he didn't like playing center in the NBA. And uh, the name of that man is uh, Ralph Sampson. Um, he just he just wasn't a great uh, NBA center. He didn't he didn't like the physical aspect of the game. I think that was part of it. You know, um, you know who knows. Uh, but you know, he, I guess he got off to a decent start uh, for his NBA career. But he he was the top center in the game when he went, in, you know, when he was at University of Virginia. And back then, you know, a lot of guys like Samson would, you know, play four years in college or at least three. And uh, you know, he stuck yeah. around for the full four. But Jeff, that's the thing. You mentioned something that was true, and I'm also sure the exception. Kevin Durant is not your normal play. Not at all. You know, the kid is slender. People knocked him, you know, when he went to the Supersonics and stuff like that. But he had an immense talent. And you could see it from the get-go. Right? Um, 
these kids nowadays, these one and done or or uh, maybe a couple years and done, I don't see that type of talent in any player. Fox, yeah, Fox showed up in flashes. You know, when he thought it was a personal challenge, Fox showed up. I'm talking about the point guard out of Kentucky who now plays with Sacramento. Mm-hmm. But yep. before that, what, what was going on with, with, with um, Kentucky? They, they couldn't get their stuff together. You know, um, he wasn't a good leader. Let me put it that way. And he's going to be a point guard. Slender guy. Now, when we talk about a big guy like Ralph Sampson, you can't be small and, and play big man now. Because you got a player like Tristan Thompson, who's a power forward, but can play center and out-rebound you and throw elbows and move you as a center because you are playing, you know, basketball the way the rules are set up. These guys, these big guys nowadays, they're not playing the rules the way – I mean, they're not playing basketball the way the rules are set up. They're getting in there, they're getting physical, and they're, you know, taking fouls and giving fouls. Um, I don't know how many fouls a big man can take when they're light in in, in the pants. You know, Derek Nowitzki, he's the ultimate stretch forward and center, pretty much, because he could play center at seven foot, but then he can take you out on the block at, and 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 low post you like a power guard or a power forward, and then shoot from the wing for a three pointer like a shooting guard. So, you know, you don't have a big guy that that can do all that stuff. Well, Kevin Durant, same exact thing. KD doesn't want to play center, could play center, shouldn't play center, but he's not big enough. Now, when he was guarding, um, when he was guarding LeBron James in the championship, he played good defense. But once LeBron started going to the hole on him and bodying him, you notice how they put Iguodala or, or somebody else that's bigger on LeBron. Why? Because Kevin was getting fouls, and Kevin was getting backed down easily. So, uh, you know, whatever the trend is, it, it needs to go to big boys. If there are big boys out there, you know, like Manute Bolson, that kid is already like seven foot one, and he's going to high school. He's soft. <laughs> he's soft, but he's he's got a big body. He's a big body seven uh, footer, and he's going to high school. If you can turn him into a a physical player, you know, he would be the perfect prototype at at center. He'd be the new Shaq. Um, But it's one trade I wanted to talk about. I don't know if it happened or not, but there's a rumor that the Wizards are going to trade their, I guess, first pick in the second round. (laughs) Excuse me. To the, uh, thank you. I believe to Portland for Frazier. And I think that's a dumb trade. That's just me. Um, if they're going to let go of Otto Porter, which they should not, they should resign Otto Porter, um, unless they're going to bring in a small forward that's better than Otto all around, uh, which there aren't too many out there, um, I think that would be a dumb trade. There are some decent small forwards out here in the draft and in free agency, um, but they need the Wizards a power forward or or somebody Marquise Morris is good. Now they gotta get a better power forward or a better center. They need a center that's gonna play defense. Gortat is good, but he's not a defender. Not at all. He's a finesse player. So uh that's my wizard stance. And uh, uh we got we got the we got the number eleventh pick um uh, a player going to join uh uh, his newly traded teammate in uh, Dwight Howard, uh, a shooting guard out of, and I like this kid. Um, the few times I've seen him, I like this kid a lot. Uh, out of Kentucky, uh, Malik Monk. Um, yeah, I like. Yeah, he's Monk going. Too. He's going to a the uh, the Charlotte Hornets. So uh, don't know where he's going to fit in. But 
this kid's got a lot of in my a lot of versatility and, and, and potential to be a very good player in the NBA on both ends of the court. Um, he just doesn't play offense. Um, even though he's a very good offensive player, he's uh, a decent de- defensive player also. So I do like Malik Monk. Uh, Vic, what's your thoughts on this? Monk's a very good kid. Uh, mm-hmm. If you notice during the uh, during the the tournament, he was instant offense and defense. Mm-hmm. Um, how would that translate to the Hornets? You pair him with Dwight Howard and and uh, and my point guard Kimball Walker. Um, if if he can translate that to the NBA, you know that would be a pretty good threesome. Um, and you add supporting cast around. Uh, I believe they got the kid out of, or the guy out of Portland last year. I can't remember his name, but I think he played shooting guard. Um, and he could he could fill the bucket up too. But uh, maybe Michael Jordan has figured out I can build a team without jettisoning the the best players. Um, Plumlee was not the best player, but Plumlee was a, a very good player. Um, and trading picks to, to move down a little bit, pick up a guy like Monk, that would be cool. A kid that I think that is going to get overlooked but should not is a guy out of um, South Carolina. He's a, he's a, he's a guard slash power forward slash small forward out of South Carolina. He single-handedly took South Carolina to the final four. And I can't remember his name. Maybe Jeff knows it. But – that kid, whoever gets that kid, is going to get a steal of a play. Okay. Well, the Pist- the Pistons are on the clock now. Jeff, you got any comments about Malik Monk out of Kentucky? Yeah, you know, I wish I could remember the name of that uh, that South Carolina kid. Um, but yeah, uh, boy, it seemed like it was just yesterday. Uh, SC had that great run in the tournament, and uh, a friend of mine, uh, she and her husband are. Uh, big-time SC alums, so I saw about it uh, on Facebook like every day. So, uh, you know, it's nice to see somebody else win for a change, not just the usuals, you know. So that was, uh, you know, I don't pay a lot of attention to the tournament. So, uh, but when, you know, uh, SC got a lot of uh, people's attention. So, yeah, they they did, you know, they, they don't have a ton of basketball tradition. I think the only NBA player I remember, I mean, I know, this others. This was a guy I liked. He didn't do so well for the Knicks. Uh, I think Ronaldo Bobman uh, is from SC. But uh, yeah, that, that's a, that's a program on the rise. Good at football too. Yep. And we're waiting for the uh, Pistons, who have a minute and thirty seconds left for uh, um, their pick, and it's coming up right now. Um, Victor, are you going to have a show on Saturday? Um, I'll have a show. Might need you to run the board again. Dun, dun, dun. But okay. uh, I should have a show, and we're gonna break down the AFC West. Now, Jeffrey, I don't. You you weren't on our show last Saturday. Last yes, he was. Your thoughts. Oh, he was. Yeah. Oh, that's right. He was. He was. He was. He was. Well, what do you think about Jerry's bombastic uh, oh, prediction? God. Well, he already already voices voices already voices he already voices opinion. I mean, I'll call everybody's name, but your name, uh, Jerry. Yes, that was yeah. Saturday, but the Thursday audience might want to hear what he has to say. Okay, no problem. Yeah. I understand. Jeffrey. You just have to. Okay. You just have to. Okay. You have to. You just have to put if, it out there. If I if I remember correctly, Jerry was saying he thinks uh, that the Texans are going to the AFC Championship game. Vix, I think Vic said they'll probably be in uh yeah, last yeah they'll they'll make it this this century I guess. Now, Vic, Vic was saying <laughs> wow. they're going to be last Jeff, place in the AFC South. Throw me under like that. And I and I, wow. and I said I kind of took the middle road, which I wasn't just doing it for the sake of radio. I really thought that the Texans uh, they don't have enough talent on that offense, especially at quarterback. I, I it's hard to imagine them. Get into the championship. I mean, maybe if Watt is 
100% healthy and plays great, and Clowney stays healthy and plays great, okay, they, they can compensate for the lack of production at quarterback or whatever. But I, I see them, you know, 8-8, eight and 9-7. Eight, and seven. You know, maybe they'll make the playoffs. I just, it, it's hard to see them uh, get into the championship game. Well, with that said, fantasy-wise, fantasy scoring-wise, they rank number 18 fantasy-wise um, because they were one of the uh, fewest teams to get turnovers and uh, I believe in the middle of the pack getting sacked fantasy-wise. Now, just I know we're on basketball, but the bet was that it was Benjamin Franklin for uh, Jerry to pay me once oh, God. Uh, the Texans were not anywhere near the AFC Championship. Now, they're not even going to get – if they get a wild card, I'd be flabbergasted. Um, but uh, they won't even make the playoffs, honestly. But uh, Jerry believes in his team, and, and I can't fault that. And uh, he's wrong on this one, though. The, okay. the Texans are not going to make it to – you, you, and I keep on saying, now, I'll say I'm, the same thing. I'll, I'll say the same thing over and over again. You have gone down this road many a time over the, over the years, and to tell you the truth, I've been right more than I've been wrong. Um, and, and you've had to retract um, uh, uh, um, quite a bit about what I've said about uh, either fantasy or actually about a t- one team or another. So. We're a long way. We're over 70 days before the start of the season. Uh, and, and even well, I can't even count the days uh, and months before the AFC championship or the playoffs start for the NFL. So, Well, Oakland's going to go through the championship before, uh, you know, the Texans. I got okay. probably going this year. Okay. Okay, and 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 a lot of team, a lot of people have picked Oakland to do that. A lot of pe- people have had picked Jacksonville to make a lot of things, do a lot of things last year, and didn't. Um, so I mean, so so no, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying, it looks good on paper. That we, you, what you have, what you have to do it on the field. It's done on the field. So Derek Carr and that 125 million dollar contract, and 40 million guaranteed, and 70 million if he gets hurt. I think that's the injury clause in there. Um, is going to have to step up to the plate even that much more. Amari Cooper, with all his drops, going to have to step up to the plate that that much more. And Marshawn Lynch, Lynch coming, and Marshawn women, and Marshawn Lynch, coming off a year of not playing football, is going to have to step up to the plate, and 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 uh, that defense is going to have to play that much better in order for all those things to fall in place. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, so. Holler, holler. Six boom bottom. Okay. And we got a, a little more than a minute left. And oh, the number twelfth pick. You we you couldn't even script this any better. The number twelfth pick that that went to the Denver Nuggets um would be a shooting guard out of Duke. Luke Kennard. The Oh, the cheap uh, little kid. The 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 uh, hold on, the Johnny Manziel of the NBA. That's what <laughs> yeah. I'm going to call him. The Johnny yep. Manziel of the NBA goes to the Denver Nuggets. Jeff, what's your thoughts? And then Victor. <laughs> I'm not familiar with his uh, on or uh, off the court uh, exploits. So uh, mainly on the court. Share that with us. Oh, uh, I mean, he he's kicked kicked. I think he's kicked a couple 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 players. Been been oh uh, that um, guy. Oh been, yeah, the kicker. Been, yeah. Yeah, been been suspended 
uh, um, from his team for uh, um, bad conduct. Mike Krzyzewski don't play that. That's the kid from Duke that just went to the Denver Nuggets. Or, or the tripper. <laughs> yes, the tripper, the tripper, exactly. The tripper, yes. not the kicker. He's yes. the tripper. Yeah, I, I know that yes. guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> he's got a problem with his impulse control. Yeah, I know that mm-hmm. guy. And, and then they wonder why everybody hates Duke, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. what, yeah, what's your thoughts there, Victor? Oh, that's terrible. Terrible pick. He is not the 12th best player in this draft. He is more. <laughs> he has talent. He has talent, but he's the poor man, white man, Dennis Rodman. Not trying to be racist, um, <laughs> but but he is. Um, here's the deal: he'll fit in well with a team that plays physical. But Denver doesn't play physical. They run. They run the the ball, and that's not what Mike Shashevsky did it in Duke. Um, the problem is this: he's got to mature. He's got to mature, and. Uh, when when uh, Capel was, you know, sitting in as the head coach for for uh, for uh, Coach K while Coach K was out, that kid was on the bench coming off the bench for like three games or so, and it humbled him. He played good for a while. Then when Coach K came back and put him back in the starting lineup, he started doing stupid stuff again. Um, I am surprised that that kid got picked before the guy out of South Carolina, unless – unless the kid out of South Carolina decided to return to school. That's the only way I see that kid dropping this far, unless there's some, like, really, really serious medical problems that hasn't been disclosed. I think it's a, a, a bad pick for that team. That team does my, not subscribe to that play. That's my mistake. It wasn't, it wasn't the uh, Denver Nuggets. It was, check this out, this is probably even worse. He goes to the Detroit Pistons. Oh, he fits well. He fits well. Because, oh, really? Yeah, he does because Van Gundy likes a physical player. You put him with Drummond. You put him with uh, uh, Lear. I think his name is, is Lear or something like that. And you mm-hmm. got a physical, you know, front court. You know, you got a physical set of guys. Now, Here's the thing. How many uh, times are you going to be able to file out before people get tired of them acting stupid? Because you go to Detroit and you, you have that attitude, I mean, just like I said, Dennis Rod, that it'll work. That's a good fit for him, honestly. Well, let me, let, and, let, me, let, me, let, me let me ask you something there, Victor. You think Dennis Gun, uh, 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 Van Gundy is going to be able to deal with that? Because this guy is pretty volatile. A uh, very ex- extremely emotional and very uh, impulsive guy on the court, um, emotion-wise. What, what's, your, what's your thoughts about that? I think, I think that Van Gundy will find a way to use his emotion to better the team um, because they play that style of basketball. If you want to get rough, I'll get rough. Um, if you want to – he's going he's gonna to make him do the fundamentals. Don't get me wrong. He's going to make the kids do the fundamentals. But I think he'll have more patience with him because he needs that type of player in that locker room. Right now he doesn't have it. He just doesn't have that type of player. Now I'm not saying he's going to come in and be a, a force, but he's playing in the East where he can pretty much bully people around at his position um, of small forward uh, or power forward, I should say, if he plays power forward. Um, but uh, – because he's physical, not because of his talent, but because he plays physical. Now, he's going to file out a lot and probably get a few texts. But uh, Van Gundy's going to find a way to make it work. Keep it. He's going to find a way to make it work. Uh, a team okay. like that is, is where he'll fit, but not, not somewhere else. And I know you're about okay. to get off there, so mm-hmm. let me just let you go. Okay. So I'm going to go to uh, Jeff and then Victor, and then we're going to close the show out. You got any any last words? We're go- uh, before I do that, people, Saturday, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, it's going to be the FSP uh, show. Um, and uh, we're going to be talking about the AFC West uh, and other NFL news that I didn't talk about today. 
Um, so stay tuned. Um, Victor is, is going to be uh, very uh, up and awake. And, and bright and bushy <laughs> tail. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. And uh, uh, I, I look forward to a new and improved Victor Gardner. Um, with that being said, Jeff, do you got anything uh, that you want to uh, part ways with before uh, we uh, get out of here? I think it's interesting that Vic made the comparison to Dennis Rodman. But if, if, if you remember when Rodman first came into the league, he didn't come in with a lot of hoopla. He was just this shy little nervous kid from Texas from some small school in Oklahoma. You know, mm-hmm. uh, he didn't start with the antics until later on. And, you know, when he was with Detroit, he made a name for himself with just crazy defense and just incredible on the boards and incredible hustle. And uh, he later evolved into, you know, a bit of a sideshow. But that's not how we came into the league. Uh, you know, I tell you, I think this, you know, this kid from Duke, he's got some maturity issues. You know, he might have some – and I'm not putting him down. He might have some psychological problems. I'm not kidding, you know. Um, but, you know, maybe they had to sit down with him and maybe they got a plan on how to deal with this uh, young man. And uh, I'd like to thank everybody for tuning in. It's been a pleasure, and while I'm thinking of it, Jerry, I don't think I could call in next week, so uh, no problem. just letting you know. Yeah. Not a problem. Not a problem, Jeff. All right, Victor, what you got on the plate? Bada-bing, bada-bang, bada-boom. It's the realest scene in the room. How you doing? It's me. It's me. It's Mr. FSP. Doing what I do because I do it for you all day, every day, back in the USA. Check it out, baby. Um, I'm going to tell you, I'm a Vinny Pazienza fan. Right, right. I watched the movie. I bleed for this. Right, Rhode Island. Right, and uh, good movie. Good movie. You dig? Um, bottom line is this: when you listen to these programs, you get a lot of entertainment, you get a lot of information, but most importantly, you get insight. So, listen to all of our programs: Thursday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, um, our other show that ran by the ladies is going to be. Sometimes you saw I can't make any guarantees on it, but uh, they're still going to be doing it. That's uh, an interesting program for those that like to complain and, and talk about things and, and get stuff off their chest. Um, but, babies, I'm back. Time back. And things will never, ever be the same again. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be there Saturday, Jerry in his place. That's what's going to happen. That's what I do. I take his money, and I put him in his place. So, uh, Jeffrey, my brother, good to hear from you. Jerry, bow down and kiss the ring. The king is back. Oh, my God. Unbelievable. I'm done. All right. From Jeff, from Victor, thanks for, <laughs> for, joining, for joining me. Um, I am JT, a.k.a. The Master, and you've been listening to uh, Yeah, it's Mr. Encore, Fantasy Sports and Politics Crew, yeah. check, Fantasy Sports.